0: This podcast is brought to you by Good Episode Productions. You're about to enter the giggle zone, baby!
1: Uh, do you know what I found out today is, well, I found out yesterday is that Americans don't say press-ups, they say push-ups, and I was like, damn, I didn't even know this one. So.
2: Do y'all say press-ups?
1: Yeah, because yeah. you press yourself up.
3: <laughs> I have never heard <laughs> he of pressed, that in he my life. He pressed on the
1: ground. Yeah, I thought it was just I... a thing, and then I, did, I never even noticed that there's two different ways of saying it, and then... Yeah, wild stuff. Well I saw
0: I saw also from your Twitter the other day that you only just found out that Americans can't drink in public, which have you read Um To Kill a Mockingbird? It's like a whole
1: thing in there. (laughs) I haven't read it. I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm a I'm illiterate. I've only read English novels from the eighteenth century because I have no idea why. Um That's valid.
2: I've only read like super pretentious like I've read like infinite jest and shit, because
1: I haven't read that, so you're doing. I have not.
2: It's actually, it's actually really good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I will never read that or Gravity's Rainbow, and I refuse. (laughs) Oh, I also started reading
2: Gravity's Rainbow, but then I got very busy with like other uni stuff. So understandable. I I, at this point, I'm gonna have to start it from the beginning. You know, I also really like Moby Dick, like I mentioned that. uh,
0: Yeah, I saw somebody say on Twitter the other day that it was actually really funny. So that might make me read it finally, because (laughs) again. (laughs) <laughs> there was that fred
1: episode where i just oh my god so <laughs> fundamentally that i don't know what it's about we both I got confused like... about the concept of moby dick it was very funny well i thought whales wait isn't yeah moby... i can't remember what you said is moby dick the whale you said it yeah you said um is you thought moby dick was the guy and i was like no moby dick's the whale but then i got confused not... and i got the names <laughs> wrong because I, I couldn't remember so i said that the main character was no. I said the captain was Ishmael, but it's Ahab.
2: Yeah, that's Ugh. not true. It's uh, yeah.
1: So Ishmael's
2: think,
0: the main guy, yeah. and Ahab is the captain, and Moby Dick is the whale. Yeah. Yes.
2: Co- <laughs> call call me Lincoln, Ahab. I did yeah. get mad while listening to that episode.
1: <laughs> I know it's great. I love to really enrage people with my ignorance. Um, I still think Moby Dick is a dumb name for a whale. <laughs> well, <laughs> calling the whale anything whale. is probably arbitrary. I it's
2: supposed.
4: I think it's supposed to be dumb.
1: Yeah.
4: Is there any relationship between the musician Moby and Moby Dick?
2: Yeah, he's actually like uh, Herman Melville's <laughs> great-grandson or something.
4: Is yeah. he? Like, he does seem no, like a better No jokes, Dick. that's where he got his name That's
1: amazing. From. I never knew that.
0: Oh, Whoa. Whoa.
4: Are you pulling my leg?
1: No. Are you joking? Yeah, yeah. no,
2: it's true, right? It's true. It's true, yeah. yeah. It's 100% what? true.
0: Seriously? That's so yeah. funny. That's really good. Damn. Moby writing an album called Moby Dick that's just like kind of synthesized whale yeah. songs.
2: his his real life name is Richard Melville Hall. Oh, I knew
3: that. Yeah. shit!
0: We had to study. Melville. We had to study Moby for uh, music what? GCSE, which was really bad.
1: I don't know. We you had to study his songs. We had to study Moby. That's so
0: wild. Yeah, we were we were studying one of his songs and it wasn't a very good one, and I didn't enjoy it. We did do a really good mm. Jeff Buckley one though. I liked that.
4: He say he claims to be the great 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 nephew of Herman Melville. That's an obscure.
2: Yeah. yeah, I got it slightly um, wrong. He's not not great, not a great great grandson, but a great great nephew. Still though, oh,
0: that's kind of crazy.
4: I find yeah. it interesting that um, it, Wikipedia says he um, Hall says he is the great. He ne- claims, great, great, yeah. So <laughs> there's no mm. proof. <laughs> but then he also like fantasized about. Uh, Natalie Portman when she was like a teen mm. did you? there's yeah, a he, lot of people is no that's it.
2: not him that's fucking that's, that's, that that's was the made French one. filmmaker
4: oh no no yeah that, that too
1: oh. fuck uh, Luc Besson there
4: yeah. we go Luc Besson yeah he's yeah. uh, I, I watched Leon the Professional not knowing what it was about and hearing it was pretty good and it was like watching something made by a child molester. It was horrible. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
4: Which it's I think really it may have me. been <laughs> yeah. not legally actionable.
0: <laughs> it's an opinion.
4: Uh, but probably correct. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure Moby cl- like claimed that he dated uh, Natalie Portman once. And okay. then she said it was like they had never dated. He just made it up. Oh, oh kind yeah. Of,
0: so- kind of weird.
2: Pretty weird. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Pretty that's weird. weird. Yeah, here's the the part on the um, Jesus Christ. Okay. Moby identifies as heterosexual and cisgender and had <laughs> felt disappointed to be straight. Brave of him. <laughs> is a normal thing.
1: Uh, to damn. Say. He's so brave. <laughs> you ever think about the real oppression is Moby?
0: <laughs> is Moby being disappointed that he's straight? He's sat there at home, like, hands clasped together, like, God, just, I really want to like men. Yeah. <laughs> it's like
1: a reverse Macklemore.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he was in the third grade, I thought that I was straight. Because I could draw. <laughs>
0: My great, 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 uh, of
2: <laughs> I was going to say, Moby totally is like the uh, Macklemore of electronic music. Yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was hmm. like, I don't think I've ever sat down and listened to Moby, like, willingly. I did. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: I I was briefly into his music for a while before I realized it's cringe. I
1: think maybe one of his songs was automatically loaded into like a laptop that I bought, but I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, that's
4: I think weird.
2: I think that's true. Like I, I don't think true. I've
4: ever listened to any.
0: He's U2-ing you tooing you.
4: It's yeah. an interesting Mo- Moby moment. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but, in, two- in March 2009, after Gary Gygax's death, Moby was one of several celebrities identifying themselves as former D&D players. So he came out as a and d uh, player, that's, so that's pretty right, important. Oh, that's so brave. Well,
0: that's, that's almost that braver difficult. than coming out as gay these days, so... These days? No, but These days, if you come out
2: as somebody who
1: plays D&D... <laughs>
2: Moby coming out as straight is what actually is really brave. So
1: yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was you were being disrespectful, Lucy. You were being disrespectful to his straight identity.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think you're gonna have to apologize to Moby.
4: Look, uh, Lucy, these, my all of the straight people before me didn't do absolutely nothing to get insulted by <laughs> by people like you. <laughs> You're right. Oh um,
1: I'm here's my official apology. My ancestor picked up the brick at Stonewall. Okay, could you... here's here's my
0: official apology. Hi, Straits. I'm sorry. That was mean. Um, go have a marriage about it. Bye.
4: <laughs> I yeah. My 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 ancestor was a cop at
3: Stonewall.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: They were not. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I do feel very strongly about uh, that. We're we're not to blame Herman Melville for Moby. It's. <laughs> not.
1: Oh, we can't. We possibly can't possibly do that. <laughs> that's, that's <not laughs> me, me part. reading Moby Dick and
0: shaking my head like, God damn! If you hadn't written this, then I wouldn't have had to study <laughs> a boring piece of music for two years of my life. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, no shame. I just think. I think you're going a bit too far into the 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 death of the great 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 uncle uh, theory <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh you can't, you know, <laughs> sins of the great great uncle. Um. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the sins of the great great uncle, and not visited upon the great great great.
1: Exactly, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, also a- another another fun uh, interesting. Quote <laughs> is this is another
1: on movement.
2: <laughs> personal life section of Moby is in January 2018. He stated that he was approached by friends in the CIA.
3: Oh. <laughs>
2: and told to post and spread content on the Trump-Russian collusion allegations oh through social God. media.
1: Fuck. What's...
4: Moby funded the Contras, confirmed. So
1: he did his he did his own collusion. That's brave. I guess. What an inspiration.
4: <laughs> a, a resistance icon. <laughs>
1: what the <Yeah>. hell?
4: <laughs> Why are we talking about Moby?
1: Um, we're talking about great literature stuff. The only one I've read is House of Leaves, which is good, and I think is good.
2: Yeah, I I own that book, but I haven't started, like, I, I started reading it, but it was in that period of my life where I started reading a ton of books and have not finished either one of them.
0: From what I know yeah. about House of Leaves, it's ethical within the book's own framework to not read it.
1: That's true. So you can just choose not to read it, um, yeah. and that is a choice but within the point like, of the book. But I will read it <laughs> at some point.
0: <laughs>
2: It's also like one of the five different levels of narration is very horny.
1: Oh yeah, yes. But it's but that's kind of like the point, you know. <laughs> he's a, I guess he's like an abusive. Yeah, it's like a it's like a thing. Um, I mean, at least it's deliberately horny. I
2: I, I genuinely think you'd probably like Infinite Jest if you liked House of Leaves. Oh, probably. If you like if you like pretentious stuff, like, I do. I feel like you do. <laughs>
1: The best thing that came out of House of Leaves was the um, real person fan fiction of Fuck, What's the Band with Justin Timberlake in... Uh, NSYNC? <laughs> yeah, the NSYNC RPF fan fiction um, flesh, me- flesh Mechanic, Not an AU, which oh, was directly yes. inspired by House of Leaves <laughs> and is, I think, as good. <laughs> Better. <laughs> Better even. because it like corresponds to real life, which is sort of good. And also it implies that... Um, Pharrell has tinfoil in his hat and that's why he always wears a hat in order to block brainwaves, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> okay. Didn't you say you had a like a, a thing? Yeah, not sure, that yeah, was like
0: but a cold open.
2: I can keep it for the start of the episode. It's fine. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Fantastic. We got onto Mob months. That's good enough for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the like Moby. Uh reading Moby's personal life section on <laughs>
0: Wikipedia.
2: <laughs> is a good bit.
1: It's a classic. It's a classic comedy moment. Um,
2: <laughs> Did you say comedy moment?
1: Comedy moments. It's a comedy moment. Yeah. Um, <sighs> as long as it's shorter than the last episode, then it'll be fine.
2: Yeah, I think I think it will be. Like, I I think there's
1: yeah less to say
2: Talk about in this yeah. one. There's less. Less extremely problematic stuff that we
4: really need to work through. <laughs> yeah,
1: think. it sort of becomes a bit more like specific to where it's like
4: less sort of shitty. Um, so. I think there's the bones of a really good Terry Pratchett book in this. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I agree. agree. I think there's mm-hmm.
4: there's an okay book in this. No, well, I think there's some interesting themes like. I don't, well i don't know there's, there's a there's the a real estate
0: agent walking around this house and saying well the bones are really good <laughs> you know we have a, this room which is some cozy father-son issues we have
1: this room which is some you are what you do issues who's who's who knows i do think it is a bit too similar to like both equal rights and light fantastic um, yeah <laughs> to the point where i get some scenes confused um, and it ends with Rincewin confronting someone on the rooftop in like the same way, mm-hmm. which I just mm-hmm. thought was kind of funny. It's like an improved version in that regards, but I don't know. Should we like intro the... If we're going to talk about the that, book, should we good, intro really the good. episode? I want to be the first person in the game to say f-
4: I've never really got Rincewin take He spells really wi double Please. He's the character who started off the this world series. Most important wizard out of anyone I can see. He's a useful character to have around, but he's not one that I personally rate very highly. Rincewind is a top geezer. What can I tell you about Rincewind?
1: Is the watch a great Discworld podcast <laughs> made by great people who are all here today? And it's it's good. I'm Charlotte, <laughs> I'm Lucy,
4: I'm Janos, and I'm George.
1: Yeah, and it's it's just nice that we're all here. I know we were all here last week, but there was only me and Janos on the bonus episode. So it feels like I haven't seen the other two <laughs> in such a long time. I will be, yeah. I will be both here for bonus episode next week and also real
0: episode next week. Like, nice. yeah, you're going to have
2: to like carry most of the weight for next uh, bonus episode, I think. Cause this is actually, this is actually big. We're going to have to. I guess we can just say this here because the last main the last uh, bonus episode like last week's bonus episode went up to the main feed. Yeah. And got ton of great feedback. Yeah, people uh, loved it. So if you want to hear the continuation of the uh, of our deep dive into Bella Forest, that's going to be next week.
1: Mhm. Yeah, so you better get on that Patreon and Cough up that one (laughs) currency Uh, of your choice. (laughs) One euro. Well, no, it can be anything now because they changed the rules on Patreon. So now it's just like whatever. Whatever whatever you got.
2: It's probably, yeah, it's probably if you start, like, I feel like we're going to get, like, if we get, like, two or three more, like, 1 euro patrons then we're gonna get the same amount of money that we already got before patreon changes their taxing again so it's great uh,
1: mm-hmm. I mean I'm a big fan of paying taxes but you know you're beating on the little guy here a bit <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah I mean I think I think the changes they made is that now now we have to pay the currency exchange rates instead of the patrons
3: mm. mm-hmm. Cool. So
2: I guess good for you, patrons. You're welcome.
3: <laughs> we're taking the <laughs> currency
2: exchange rates from you, so
0: we're taking your pounds and we're turning them into euros. Personally, yeah.
1: I know it's like, like it's Christ forced. Christ. It's forced purification. Um, thank you. It
2: is also <laughs> perfectly uh, possible that I just didn't understand it because nobody understood these new Patreon changes.
0: I didn't um, even know there were any until literally right now. So this
1: that's good. Oh. Yeah, I saw a lot of confusing stuff, and I was like, okay. Uh,
2: just before <laughs> I close the Moby tab on Wikipedia, <laughs> I'm going to have to move some more stuff here. There's an you, entire you, before you
1: close it, physically and mentally, um, yes.
2: yes. There's an entire section on Moby's business ventures. <laughs> uh, starting in around 2001, Moby launched a series of co owned business ventures, uh, most prominent being the little idiot. Uh, collective a uh, New York City uh, clothing store comic store and animation studio okay epic uh, oh, yeah. then in 2015 he opened a vegan restaurant
1: hell yeah mm-hmm.
2: okay uh,
1: <laughs> do they serve
2: yeah.
0: whale? <laughs> Whale, the most vegan food
1: of them all <laughs> It's the only one you're allowed to eat as Whales
0: a whales have enough like um, Cogency To say yes, it's alright, you can eat me. Their brains are so
1: big, they're oh. fine with it They can give consent for you to eat them And uh, go, yeah. vegans can eat whales
4: <laughs> It is interesting That
2: one of the most like Prominently vegan people uh, In the world uh, Took their name after a whale hunting book If you think about it <laughs>
0: It's pretty problematic. It's, I don't
2: know. Maybe it's supposed to be like a twisted statement on society. Maybe he's doing a Banksy.
0: He's like, I would never yeah. hunt the white whale.
2: You all know about how the fucking guy from Massive Attack is probably Banksy, right? Because
0: oh, don't I'm, even talk to me about Bristol stuff. I'm <laughs> sick of Bristol stuff. Every
2: time like that news breaks, there's still gonna be people who are surprised by that or who hadn't heard of that.
0: People be like, "This band is from Bristol. Banksy is also from Bristol." Let me talk to you about what Bristol's like, and I'm like, "I know what Bristol's like. It's posh people. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up." I,
2: I, I think that makes a lot of sense uh, <laughs> for uh, for both Banksy and Massive Attack to oh, come from that place. Like, even if even if Banksy isn't Mister Mister Attack from Massive Attack. <laughs>
0: Please call me massive. Mr. Attack was my father. <laughs> <laughs> a taxi. Um, uh,
3: apparently,
2: oh. he was inspired to become a vegetarian by a cat named Tucker that he had found at a dump. Uh, and then he became a big animal rights activist. Uh, then there's a section on spirituality and faith, and it started, starts with a line uh, over the sentence Moby has adopted different faiths throughout his life. <laughs>
1: But does he follow the Tao?
2: He
4: does, actually.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> King, Go never mind. Up, I take back top. everything I said about uh, Moby. He's cool now. <laughs> I'm not is sure that, he is. Is that because, the way,
4: Charlotte?
1: I mean, Moby doesn't follow the way, so he can't actually be really following the Tao, even though you can just interpret the Tao in pretty much any way. But, yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it says, in 2014, Moby pointed out that if he needed to label himself, it would be as a Taoist Christian agnostic quantum mechanic.
1: That's really fucking stupid. Too many things. (laughs) Can you be a Taoist and a Christian? Um, Yeah, Tao isn't really really a religion so much as like a philosophy, but also has spiritual elements. But I don't think you can do the same things you're supposed to do in Christianity and follow the way.
0: You know, Charlotte.
1: Yeah. is, Is you is it Taoist to idolize
0: Moby for being a Taoist, even though? He's a celebrity
1: No, Well you don't idolise anyone Because (laughs) there's no idols in Tao And I'm not saying I idolise him I would never say I idolise the musician Moby (laughs)
2: Are you sure? Because it very much sounds like to me That you're idolising the musician Moby right now
1: No I said that it's cool That he's a Taoist Because everyone who's a Taoist is cool That's not
4: true (laughs) Um, I think we've got our first Patreon goal So if we reach a certain amount Charlotte will get a stick and poke of Moby on her
1: <laughs> you know the tower symbol is the yin yang and I can never get that as a tattoo because it's no. been ruined. Yeah, it has. Oh, I actually that's...
2: didn't know I didn't even know that yin yang and tau were the same thing.
1: Mm, it's fine. You See, should... that's how you that's should... how appropriated it's become from its original mm. meaning. You should go yeah. you should get a yin yang tattoo, but like instead
0: of the dots inside it, it's Moby's face. <laughs>
1: No, it's Moby wow. on one side and it's Moby Dick on the other. What if the Ta? What if the Dow um, adopts Moby as the new symbol now that the now that the Yin Yang has been appropriated?
3: That would be, bad. Would be very good.
1: <laughs> Conflicting opinions here on who watches the watch. Oh, just- Ross Nixon <laughs> for the first time a, a-, a chain a difference in opinion. Um-
2: <laughs> that has never happened. I- <laughs> Having a having a vague memory that for some reason when I was eight or nine I saw a book at my dad's place that was called Winnie the Pooh and Tao. Oh
1: fuck sake! <laughs> I yeah, this is like a series of books where they like in, they talk about like children's books like through the Tao, but they're all shit and they're all basically using the Tao to get money, which is fucked up and not the point of the Tao anyway. So whatever. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, I, I, I think I read the entire thing because it was so short. Mm. Uh, and that was at a time in my life where I just read everything that I, uh, that I got into my hands. So.
1: Yeah, I remember those days. I and read I didn't Barry understand Trotter. anything. So. <laughs>
2: I was just nodding along thinking, okay, this makes sense.
0: Does this mean that you can never publish anything on the Tao without it being
4: for well, money.
0: so everything you have to write about it, you have to do it for free. So Ursula Guin is cancelled for doing the translation.
1: <laughs> Listen, the
4: person, the person who, the person or people who came up with it in the first place, like they shouldn't have told anyone about it because it's egotistical to think that it was right and worth spreading.
1: Well, that's actually part of the <laughs> tale, though, that he says that in there.
4: <laughs> really? Well, oh that's that's good. He, he I like at like,
1: uh, one of the one of the bits is basically like I don't know, <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs>
4: Okay, okay. I I just criticised the religion, and you've sold it sold it to me. He's
1: like, That's who scary. knows, really? I don't know. Maybe you're not listen. an
4: anti-religion podcast. <laughs> it's
1: mm-hmm. important to say, <laughs> yeah. We I mean,
4: no,
0: Tao isn't really a religion, but yeah, um, a way of life. Then we're not mm. an anti-way
1: of life podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, we're gonna
2: talk about religion when we get to small mm-hmm. gods. So you know,
1: I will who say that um, the Tao Te Ching was written by Lao Tzu who is, like, he is parodied in Thief of Time. There is a character yeah. called Lao Tzu, which is a parody of Lao <laughs> <So>, Tzu. <laughs> so that'll be fun to talk about. He's sort <laughs> of... For you. It's sort of a parody of Taoism, so th- I'm going to love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's going to be great. I remember really liking Thief of Time. I think it's one of my favorites. So. It's good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, speaking of money... <laughs> uh, okay. Is, I, I wanted to talk about uh, a thing... Uh, That is happening on Amanda Palmer's Twitter recently.
3: Okay. (gasps) Uh, It
2: doesn't have directly to do anything with Discord, per se, but it is kind of both a continuation of our Amanda Palmer Patreon episode as well as our Amanda Palmer talk that happened on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also important for us to discuss this because we have a Patreon now.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. So
2: she said, she made made a thread and it starts i've been shamed and told to just stop etc a few (laughs) times lately for continuing to promote my patreon and work here on twitter this is important so hear me out this is not just about me but about all the other artists who are out there reading and watching
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: (laughs) and Uh, we're watching thanks amanda i guess i can just read all of it because it's not that long yeah okay second tweet of the thread <laughs> many artists are just small businesses when people tell me but Amanda people are literally starving so shut up and stop asking for money for your art mm-hmm. I wonder if those people consider my staff who don't get paid unless my Patreon st- stays afloat her
3: staff? Um,
0: Amanda? <laughs> so <laughs>
1: Amanda? <laughs> what is she, is she referring to like musicians who work with her or like household stuff that sounds like she means like um
0: admin staff to me yeah i, I
4: assume i assume she's just saying that she wouldn't earn enough money to be able to have a staff if she didn't have it
3: oh
0: so I, think no, it.
4: I think i don't think that's what she's saying like i think she's literally talking
2: about how there's other people working for her and she pays oh, them she's with she's a
1: job patreon creator <laughs> money. yeah like,
2: i don't know editors for her videos i yeah, guess yeah that's what
0: i that's what i thought so she's saying if you guys don't give me money on patreon mm-hmm. i won't pay my editors or my like admin mm. staff
4: <laughs> that's not manipulative <laughs> she's a job creator so she's like a
2: boss
1: like, I, <laughs> she's a boss that's really
4: her argument like
2: <laughs> it's not Okay, I'm gonna read the other few tweets real quick. When people say it's tone deaf asking people who are strapped to support your art, I wonder if they consider that I am not ever asking anyone strapped to support me. Okay. In fact, I use patronage to each according to so I can keep most of my art free and out of paywall land. I do that because I don't believe art should be expensive or accessible only to people with extra money. My patrons are awesome and I don't see my Patreon as an exclusive club. She literally has She literally she has, has a Patreon, Patreon exclusive, exclusive Facebook group where she hangs out. Th- which you only get in if you pay her. Like she literally does have an exclusive club where you have yeah, to pay to get in. And
1: I can't get access to like half of her posts because I'm not on a high enough tier of her Patreon. Yeah. No, I am really? I'm a humble one pound a month. Uh, well Wait,
4: you get you get more posts per, per how much you pay.
1: Yeah, there's like different levels of unlocking um what what
4: do you get? What does she pick- do on the top one? Like
1: strips? Um, she she gets she sends you like personal well not personal, but she sends you like a like emails and stuff. So you you get you get I'm like the equivalent of spam emails
0: from Amanda Palmer if you pay <laughs> the maximum <laughs> tier. And then she turns around and tells you that um, if you don't do this, if you don't subscribe to my email subscription, then I will refuse to pay my workers, even though I am
1: <laughs> famous. Literally,
4: that is pathological.
1: It is like someone being like, "Oh, you can't be mean to Elon Musk because he creates so much jobs." Mm. In a way, I mean, she may- obviously she has a lot less money, but it's you know yeah, a, this bit- is like it's a, just a bit. It's still like a version of that. Okay, so the the tiers are um, one pound you get uh, patron-only posts, early access to tickets and events, and downloads of some of the large slash main projects. Uh, But then if you pay three pounds, you get access to patron-only posts and also be directly emailed, keepable, playable, readable downloads of my content, PDFs, MP3s, MOVs. And with four 50 pounds, you get random surprises. (laughs)
4: <laughs> i extra pound, stuff 50 pounds a month
1: no four pound 50
4: oh
3: okay random
1: uh, oh, oh. Um, no, like, surprises low. sounds very um insane. extra stuff that i <laughs> extra like stuff with you once in a while that i don't want out in the public does that mean nudes um uh, i think, it must. Must think so in the past I, I don't think
4: she's worried about that yeah i mean she i she think she you get her shitty
2: gig, songs so. like the ones that even she thinks are not great
1: yeah, she says in the past I've sent little digital tidbits, photos, musings, voice memos, videos, demos every few months that seem to delight people. I'm always voice open to memos. ideas and how to get weirder. <laughs> We don't want you to me get don't. weirder, Amanda. Please. I, I would don't... like her to film her colonoscopy and then upload it
3: to the Patreon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's one of
0: the surprises already. You just aren't paying enough to know about it. That's true.
2: What's the highest tier there is? Fifty dollars. Oh shit!
1: No, actually, there's eight levels.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my god! I didn't see that. Um... <laughs> yeah. The
2: highest is two hundred fifty dollars, <gasps> uh, I think. Two hundred thirty-five euros me? and fifty because Patreon's new conversion system.
1: Um, Yeah, so £212. Hello, amazing person. You get everything the $75 tier gets. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which is... (laughs) Oh, fuck, there's so many. It's like art in the mail um, web chats. You get to web chat. Um, We'll discuss everything from politics to life and death and Patreons. And I'll do them in my recording studio, webcasts. Uh, you can opt in to art in the mail where you get physical bits of art. You can get access to guest lists if you're on like a higher tier. Uh, so- sold, sold out! Um, the £85 one says, mm-hmm. Hello, amazing art angel. You get all of the above, uh, plus I'll send you weird postcards from the weird places I wind up, and you'll get access to the guest list plus one anywhere we will email. This the tier is very full. Worth
3: it. Jesus it's Christ. very
1: full. It's sold out. There's no one else on... the on. Imagine, there's, like, no space on that tier. Yeah. But
2: imagine, a $250 tier is still free.
1: Imagine paying, like,
0: $250 to be Amanda Palmer's, like, fake friend.
1: I know. <laughs> it is.
4: It's parasocial.
1: It is parasocial.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the top one, you get everything plus... We will give you extra guestless access if you'd like to bring two guests to any of her shows and we will invite you (laughs) to request any physical merchandise whenever new items are added to the store. You'll basically get personalized concierge service and we'll sign and send stuff to you for your loved ones anywhere in the world. Thank you so much. Holy shit. Uh, So yeah.
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm. She said about wanting to keep her art away from a paywall, but like this is one. (laughs) This is
2: literally an exclusive
4: club that she's describing, yeah. Yeah, and like artists, like musicians, always do that. Like, you set a record, you have to pu- buy the record. <laughs> you, you either are if you're even if you're streaming it free, it's still advertising revenue, and your data is being collected to, to make money out of that. Mm-hmm. Or you you have to pay to go to a big gig. Even if you're busking on the street, they're like, asking for money. Mm-hmm. Like, th- th- there's always a pay. <laughs> the, the last I want to talk about the last two
2: tweets on this thread because it gets even weirder. <sighs> Because then she goes on <laughs> saying, when you accuse any artist of any size of being selfish for asking their crowd to support their art, pay their salary, Uh-oh. and crowdfund their life and work into being, you're sending a signal to all artists that asking for support is bad.
4: Don't do
0: that. Artists are scared enough.
4: Mm-hmm. Are they? Amanda Partner is all artists.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's literally famous. Like, the. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. What? What? I don't get it. I don't get her being like, um, bullying me is the same as bullying that guy who plays guitar on the road he walked down to to work and like tries to sell (laughs) his CDs from his guitar case. It's the (laughs) same thing. No.
3: No, it It isn't.
2: How can she not not get class like
4: this? No. (laughs) She doesn't. She's still literally married, married to a millionaire. My parents are both musicians. Like... And she she's pretending that they have some somehow have the same material conditions and like my parents do okay but like like it, she, she's she's a celebrity like world famous mm-hmm. yeah. shut up <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> it's also, <laughs> also very funny her. it's very funny considering she like got in trouble before but from not paying um people at a gig like musicians that she wanted to go play with her such, I mean at least now she's bullshit. being outward
0: about it. <laughs> At least now she's <laughs> tweeting about how she's uh-huh. not gonna pay her staff if like her like poor fans don't give her eighty-five pounds to become her fake best friend online. That's so I- funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you if you have like above a, uh, if you have exclusive things that are like above twenty dollars, then you're probably an asshole. <laughs> it's just my opinion.
2: Mm. Anyway, okay, so I googled if you, what's uh, the what's the uh effect of this, how does this reflect on our Patreon? Like, does this mean, do we agree with her that if you think her Patreon is wrong, then you also shouldn't give, or that also reflects badly on us?
1: No, because um, we're not famous. <laughs> we do. Listen, the only one here who has a job is George. That's yeah. true.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, and it's not, I don't get paid very much.
1: Yeah, and it's part-time. So... Mm. The, the the point is that we're not millionaires, and mm-hmm. by giving us a, a measly a measly pound a month for our fun bonus content, it isn't something you have to do to enjoy our art because like most of our art stuff that we make is free that you can enjoy. Yeah. If um, you give me a pound
0: a month, I can buy a Bella Forrest book a month.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: we need to write, keep Lucy and, and Bella Forrest books. <laughs> And she writes seven a month. so <laughs>
2: <laughs> It is literally insane that the next time like in the in the pace we are able to talk about Bella Forrest's book. She's just gonna have there's just gonna be more Bella Forrest books we haven't read, even if we keep reading a book like every two weeks, which we're not gonna do. I'm th- I don't think we're gonna keep no, we shouldn't reading her books, but even if we started doing that, we would literally not be able to catch up.
1: <laughs> which, what were you oh, saying about Amanda Palmer's net worth?
4: I googled Amanda Palmer net worth and enjoy... I Well, firstly, I enjoyed that the third result down was a, a Wired headline called The Art of Asking Why We Hate Amanda Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> which I just thought was funny, but um, according to this entirely unsourced website, it's between $1 and $5 million wow. in net
1: worth. Wow, okay.
4: Yeah, but she
2: needs the Patreon money to pay her staff, so.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's not going to use her own money. God, could you imagine? (laughs) It's not that much. I would
4: struggle (laughs) with a million dollars.
0: I'll be honest, guys, we're
1: almost 40 minutes in. (laughs) I know.
4: Yeah. It's
1: it's bad, but... Yeah, uh, what's
2: there to say about Sorcery? (laughs) (laughs)
1: There's a few things to say, I think. I want you to know that she has four, almost 15,000 patrons. Um, okay, and that's the end of Amanda Zone, so now <laughs> we move cleanly. Um, just to sum up, Amanda Palmer's uh, Patreon is bad, but ours is very good. Um, <laughs> and now we move on to the second half of the book Sorcery that we read this week, which I'm sure you're all excited to hear about. You know, we went off on one last week, and this week we're going to be a lot more chill, and we're just gonna we're just gonna calmly discuss so. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so, less like infuriating. I have some notes.
0: I have some highlights. Mm-hmm. I have some stuff, but Chaz, do, do you, you want have to jokes? do like a a quick rundown? I don't know if I have a joke. I have a I have a note that's like <laughs> vaguely funny to me only.
2: <laughs> Not good enough.
0: Not good um.
2: enough. We're gonna have to. Should I'll we do like a Patreon trying... tier that is like, if we get 10 patrons or, I don't know, 20 patrons, we're going to bring back Lucy's joke, joke
3: corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we did a teaser two weeks ago and now it's like, yeah, you have to pay if you want more jokes from me.
1: <laughs> if you pay 25 uh, pounds a month. <laughs> do you pay, if you pay 250 then... euros a
0: month, I'll do some more jokes.
1: Lucy will Lucy. send you a personalized joke in the mail. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it'll be really good it'll be two sentences of a joke me laughing and then me explaining it and then continuing with the joke <laughs> Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: thing is i can't go out and do a pub gig comedy in this climate currently yeah. so telling jokes on podcasts is all i have
1: I mean, it's, it's better than stand-up, anyway, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, you
2: could do, like, exclusive Zoom uh, stand-up <laughs> things where people have to pay $300 to be able to attend a Zoom call where you <laughs> <jokes. laughs>
3: tell I want
0: to say that.
1: Stand-up is bad enough, as it Imagine is, paying the best of pounds. for, it. And it's on Zoom? Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do a summary before we just... This lasts an hour long. Um... Okay, so, the end of Sorcery. Uh, Ritzmond is thrown in a scorpion pit. Snake pit? Snake pit. Snake pit. Um, There he meets a boy who is called Nigel, who is a warrior, except he is in training and he's not very good at it. He's like a barbarian. They escape, they run around, they find Kanina, um, and then they have to escape. uh, Al-Kali? Because, um with the serif because it's all collapsing due to a magical battle instigated by the archchancellor's hat which is wearing the grand vizier as a person um Puppet and tree. yeah and he's, he's 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 like um made his own big wizard tower because wizards make towers um it's just what they do um, <laughs> they just feel the need to create towers um they managed to escape yeah, like- the city and it's um it's all being collapsed and there's a big magical battle and Rincewind's like, this is the fucking end. Uh, they steal a magic carpet in order to escape. It's kind of a funny scene. I like when they go through the trapped corridor. I think it's good. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they fly off to a beach. Uh, they have an argument about wizards. Rincewind starts building a tower in his sleep uh, and then he sulks and flies off on the magic carpet to Aang Meanwhile, back in like... Unseen University Land, um, Coin, the guy who we met, the wizard who we met in the first half is like, This is all wrong. Why are we destroying so many cities? I don't like this. And he tries to grab the staff, but it does horrible things to him. Um, one of the wizards is like, the gods are obviously more powerful than us, you know. We're below the gods. And in response, Coin puts the gods in a big bubble and then shrinks it to the size of a pearl. Kinda of like the universe in more which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and because the gods have gone, the ice giants rise, and it's, um, the apoc, apocalypse, which is like the apocalypse, but apocryphal. Fuck. What happens then? I can't remember the sequence of events of that, but,
4: um. um the Kanina and whatnot, uh, they find a, um, they find a lamp. Yeah. Oh, long fuck the lamp. Cu- and they have a yuppie, yuppie genie.
1: Yeah, so the genie comes out, and he's like a yuppie, and he's like, I've got to, I've got like other things I have to be doing. I have to balance all my, Oh my lamps. Can we do next Tuesday? Thanks. But they uh, they basically persuade him to give them a lift, using some complex universe-bending stuff. Um, and eventually it wears off, and instead they steal some horses from a pub. Uh, luckily, <laughs> these are horses. magic horses. They're actually the horses of the Horsemen of the Apocalypse, who are getting drunk in a pub. Apart from Death's Horse, which they leave. Which presumably is Binky. Mm-hmm. Um, Normal so they- that's Binky. Normal key and so they ride off um, to go and see what's going on, and maybe do some, you know, rescuing or something. Meanwhile, Rincewind is like, he goes to the university, and he's like, "Fuck! They've burned the library," and he's freaking out because he thinks they've like killed the librarian, and he gets he really cries. Upset. He does. He's like sobbing, and I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> um, but luckily. Uh, the librarian's hiding in a nearby tower with all the books that, like, flew there using, like, magical book flying. And there's a humorous scene uh, with some book repair, which I appreciated as a conservator. Um.
4: <laughs> Wheat paste.
1: Yeah, well, they used... to yeah, he's the needle and thread, which is an interesting way of doing a, a book.
2: I want to point out that Charlotte <laughs> just said as a conservative and
1: not No, conservator. Else. No conservator, how dare you? <laughs> Charlotte would never be a Charlotte say she just believes it in the family unit. <laughs> I my my chosen study is in the repair of objects. Um sometimes. But the <laughs> Yeah, so Rincewind sees him and the librarian's like, are you a wizard or are you a mouse? Um, <laughs> and Rincewind's <laughs> like, no, I'm a wizard. And then the librarian like threatens to cut off his hat and he's like, damn, I am a wizard and I will go and help even though I'm scared. Because he's not that much of a coward, really, is Rincewind. And um, no. he does a lot of brief things. And so he arms himself with a brick in a sock um, and goes up to face the sorcerer, who he did not realise was a child. And he's <laughs> like, okay... I It's like, oh, um, this little boy's baby. How am I going to fight him? Yeah, and then um, Coin, like the rest of us, is like, I like this man. He's funny, Rincewind.
0: <laughs> I don't want to
1: kill him. <laughs> Coin um, <laughs> is also a Rincewind stand. This
0: is because <laughs> yeah. we say it at the end of every episode. Coin's been listening. Yeah. He's like, I too.
1: Mm-hmm. Rincewind <laughs> hits the staff with, a- with the brick in a sock. Um, And it sort of flies out of his hand but comes back because it's magic and then Coin's like, I don't want to kill him and throws it away, which is like the bargain that um, Ipsilor made with death was that he could, Coin could escape his control if he chose to throw the staff away. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't like done it enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't thrown it far enough. <laughs> no. He's got little baby arms. But he does. He's like, I, I don't want to kill. I don't want to kill everything. I don't want to control. He throws the staff away. Um, and then they have like a fight. And it there's a hole in the universe again because of magic, and it opens up into the dungeon dimensions. And Rincewind and Coin go through. The staff um, is destroyed, and Death comes to take Ipsil's soul away. And there's a bunch of scary Dungeon Dimensions creatures trying to get in. And Rinson's like, you go, small child. I will stay here and fend them off. Please tell the world about me. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them about me on the other side, will you? And Coin gets really upset, but does what he's told when he sort of references his abuse. Um, Yeah, it's pretty sad. (laughs) It's really sad. And he's like, I will do what i can and he tends to face the monsters with his brick in a sock and then coin escapes um and he's like i don't know what to do in this world because he can control everything just by thinking about it but the librarian helps him and like he releases the gods and they begin to like put everything back the way it was more or less exactly the wizards are like okay that was a wild weekend (laughs) (laughs) I was just, <laughs> the wizards are like,
0: wow! I was kind of a
1: fascist for about five minutes there. Let's try and forget that one. Yeah, we
4: just nuked a city. Cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, no one remembers anything because no, coins. Wow, it. I was I was really quite drunk with power for, <laughs> for a hot minute there. Damn, I was killing my fellow wizard, and then Kanina and Nigel like are like, hello. Do you know where Rintzen went? And coins like, don't worry about it. He's Mm, fine and then sort of wipes their <laughs> memories and tells them to go live happily ever after um, so who knows what happens to them really because so, we never see so. them again No. but maybe they Such get married great, and classic it's nice characters. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nigel the classic character
2: <laughs> everyone loves Nigel <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think of my
0: favourite Discord character and I think oh it's gotta be Nigel <laughs> with a J <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: remember when
2: he just made everything worse constantly
1: uh huh. Yeah, it was great. I mean, he does go to try and fight the ice giants at one point. And it's like, yeah, I'm just going to give them a talking to. <laughs> Nigel's like, No, you can talk to Nazis.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. I'm sure it's just. Hey, they're not Nazis. They're just. Up. No, they're just they're ice just giants. Just large Scandinavian men on their glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm
1: generalizing. Yeah, and then it ends basically with Coin being like, I don't know what to do now. And the librarian's like, You've got to. You gotta go to the do, west. You gotta do. You gotta do what you want to do. You know. You gotta make your own destiny. And koi's like, okay, um, and he goes into the garden that the previous sorcerer has disappeared into, and goes to live in whatever world that is. Um, he goes into the west. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and hopefully, it's somewhere he like, can't
4: do any harm.
1: Yeah. He's and tiny. He's baby. <laughs>
4: Mm.
0: It's quite. He's a victim, really. It, yeah, completely. It's so sad. Yeah. I wish um, I wish this book had been like written better, so that I could feel yeah, more <laughs> sad about
1: it. Yeah, damn,
0: and I just,
2: wish like, this book was good.
1: <laughs> imagine reading this and being like, "Damn, he just killed Rincewind!" I guess.
2: <laughs> That's pretty good. Like, out of all the things in this book, I think my favorite is what happens to Rincewind in the end. I think it's very yeah. Funny.
0: Yeah, no, that was quite powerful. I think the second half of this book...
1: It's better. It's it's much better. It's oh, fine. <laughs> I think, like... <laughs> it still doesn't hang together great, like, yeah, things. No,
2: no
0: I, strug- sort of I did weird. struggle reading it.
2: Like, Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the whole structure of the book is so... Like, because if we look at Mort, mm. uh, you know, it starts with him starting his apprenticeship with death, then, you know, he learns how how this... All the stuff works. Then he sees the princess uh, and, you know, sees the death thing. Then he, you know, decides to save her. And that's going to be the incident that... But, like, it all builds on each other. And then starting with that incident, that's becoming the main plot of the book. It's set up in the first third of the book. It's paid off in the last, you know, mm-hmm. third. Uh It yeah. has all the characters' actions tie back to to, like, this... To this plot, and 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 in this book, (laughs) so we start with there's a wizard who is the eighth son of an eighth son, (laughs) and he has eight sons. (laughs) So he gets a child. So he puts himself into his staff. He controls him, and he's a sorcerer. And now all magic is loose. And then the arch chancellor's head makes himself get stolen by Rincewind to get taken (laughs) to fantasy orient uh with all the orientalist tropes and shit and rinswin meets a barbarian's daughter and there's a snake pit and there's a thin scrawny other barbarian who gets introduced just halfway through the book
1: he's a classic character
2: <laughs> and the whole coin plot like the whole int- actually interesting plot that is set up Is like, I looked at the pages on page 230 out of 280 is the first time like coin appears again.
0: Yeah, he (laughs) doesn't turn up for ages after, after like we last see him. It's insane. And like, I don't like it, it took me back to the kind of way that, um, Color of Magic was written in the terms of this like kind of rambling. It's a linear plot, I guess, but
4: it's. It's it just doesn't... things happening.
3: Yeah.
4: The pacing. The pacing is bollocks mm-hmm. as well. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: The, there was lots of time spent on things which are like completely irrelevant to the story, which is which is quite normal for a Pratchett thing. But in this one, it's so sort of a, such a momentous. It's such a momentous story. Yeah. That um, it kind of undercuts it when they're sort of making jokes about harems for like yeah. two pages.
0: I think I think also one of the things I would have really liked is if um Nigel had been a hairdresser training to be a barbarian. Which that
3: would, would
1: have just, been kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it was if just If he such had been good thing. at
2: anything, that would have been so good.
0: Yeah, I mean if they, you know, you've got Canina nice. who's saying like, "Oh, I'm a barbarian by nature, but I want to be a hairdresser." I think it would have been cool if Nigel who wants to be a barbarian was by nature a hairdresser, just for that little contrast. <laughs> I think that would have been cute, but it's No, a, right, I guess he's just cause... skinny. Because Conina
2: is like she wants to be a hairdresser, but she's not just a barbarian by nature. But he's, she's also like really good at it and good at beating mm. up people. And it would have been nice if like Nigel had also been good at something. Maybe not the thing he wants to be good at,
0: but mm. literally anything.
2: Yeah. But yeah, like he's the like
0: whole... nice. He's a nice boy. He's yeah. good at being nice. Yeah, which...
2: he,
4: he respects <laughs> women. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kanina and Nigel are kind of irrelevant to the plot Yeah, <laughs> totally
0: They don't do anything <laughs> It's a bit at the end where Nigel tries to stop the Frost Giants and they literally throw him into a wall <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny I, I think it's funny that it didn't work Yeah But it would have been better if like, they had like c- contributed to the plot in any other like. <laughs> in any meaningful way
0: <laughs> yeah because i mean the stuff like mean, sp- Kanina kind of saves the day and but also sorcery is like in the air like magic is heightened so feasibly rinse could also have done it i don't know they didn't really add much which is pretty sad because i think she was a cool character i'm not sure about nigel i could have done without <laughs> nigel but she's cool
4: <laughs> the thing is about nigel is he's very skinny
3: He's
0: skinny. He's
1: so it's skinny. So funny how skinny he is, but he
2: still wants to be a
4: <laughs> barbarian. That's
2: classic <laughs> comedy.
1: <laughs> he's got woolly pants. There is a scene that I thought was like, I was wondering if this was like what he was trying to lead up to, which is where um, they're talking about Rincewood and they're like, well, he's not a very good wizard. And then they're all like sending a circle like, well... I'm not a very good hairdresser. He's like, well, I'm not mm. a good barbarian. And then the serif is like, I'm not great at writing poetry.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yes, was that was good. Like that. None
1: of
0: the people in this book I... are like competent. <laughs> no, <But laughs> except I... Coin think... and his baby.
4: I think that does come into what like one of the themes I noticed. Like the I would argue like one of the biggest ones
3: mm.
4: is. Sort of self determination mm-hmm. and being able to say what you are and who you are without mm-hmm. the interference of others. Rincewind yep. is essentially not a—he is a—but he—he doesn't do anything that the sort of what we think of as the defining characteristic of being a wizard, yeah. um, doing magic spells. But he is a wizard. It's like it's absolutely one hundred percent is a wizard, and I think and he's acknowledged looks- as uh, by uh, by other wizards as wizards yeah um and i that's it's the same with coin like he is mm. born into this destiny and forced into it and forced to take part in it but eventually he rejects it and that it's him imposing his own will on his life and his identity mm-hmm. and i think that it, i think it is a nice theme and i think it does yeah. actually carry through a lot of the book
0: yeah i mean even in the but
4: f- it's also lost in a lot of the other shits. yeah well yeah. i mean
0: even in the first half they have like they have the stuff about the hat, like it's it's like a hat. It's whatever people think it is. If people think it's the arch hat, it is the arch hat, even yeah. though. But that then that isn't true, and yeah. the hat is a certain way, and it is super powerful. So it's like, are you born or are you are you made? I there's a couple conflicting things in it, which I think are very interesting, but it
2: doesn't. I'm not sure it quite. I don't know. Like I think just taking. Just Rincewind as a character trick taken by himself, I think. I think Rincewind is kind of great in the second half of this book when it stops being yeah. horny.
4: Yeah, yes. he was an improved character by yeah. that I think. <laughs> there's no horniness in the second half well, of the book. There's a Very little, there's a little there's a like,
1: horniness. But it's alright. I, 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 I don't mind it. <laughs>
4: It's, yeah, oh, yeah it's is that like where he's that. talking about her peach-breasted goddess? No, of I mean even Rin. I mean
0: that's the Sarif, but even Rintswin is there, like, um, like when he gives her a leg up, and he's there, like, yeah. trying to ignore the flesh, and they're like, all
4: right, oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I was like, oh here we go again, but then it only lasted for like that one bit, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, which was still
2: unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know why it had to be there, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah. but yeah, I think I think like Rintswin's way, the, the way he like actually does the heroic thing here is actually like works beautifully I think uh, yeah and I think that like that as a theme is great but but then like that's why that's why I think Nigel is like even less good because (laughs) it worked it worked with Rincewind and then it's kind of like undermined by this other character who is also like not good at the thing he believes he needs to be good at, but that doesn't get, like, any big moment or any resolution. Like, his one big moment is, turns out to be, like, when he says he's gonna talk to the Ice Giants, because that's what
4: he's actually good at, it turns into, like,
2: nothing. Like, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, they body slam him.
4: (laughs) I I have no idea what the point of Nigel is. No,
0: I mean because there's <laughs> yeah. a, there's the line from it that's from Rincewind that says talent just defines what you do. It doesn't define what you are deep down. I mean, when you know what you yeah. are, you can do anything. And Nigel yeah. knows he's a barbarian, and yet,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he keeps trying, which is sort of the point. Is that you, even though you maybe yeah. not doing well, you you keep putting in the effort even when you're certain to fail, which. Mm-hmm. I it was wish supposed I... to be the thing, but Nigel is developed enough that it works, yeah. really. Um, yeah. No. And also, there's, there's no big there's no big, like, um, Kanina gets hairdresser studio or something at yeah. the end. <laughs> No, it just sort of it ends with her and Nigel like leaving and going to get married or whatever. Fuck, Um, basically the same as like Fantastic once again.
2: (laughs) Like why? How? How is the romance between them supposed to work, or how is that supposed to be like anything?
0: It's it's love at first sight, and and then they they interact with each other (laughs) nonsensically.
4: Yeah, and then there's absolutely no signs of any connection yeah. between them at all to the, for the, next, to the rest of the book. It's
0: man uh-huh. and woman. <laughs> man, it's he was na- a boy, she was a natural. girl. So- Can I make it any more obvious?
2: <laughs> it is really just an obligatory straight ship that Terry has to put into every book, I guess.
1: Yeah, because Kanina is a lesbian. <laughs> she was a punk... Wait. <laughs> he, he was a punk. She,
0: she tried to she- do hairdressing. What more can I say?
4: <laughs> Great. <laughs> we got there.
1: <laughs> this is Lucy's joke corner.
4: <laughs> he, was, he was a barbarian boy. She said, see you later, boy.
0: Yes,
2: yeah. it wasn't good Even enough worse. for her. I wish, but this, this isn't what happened.
0: <laughs> no, if she says you are good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: She's like, might as well. <laughs> she sees someone who is absolutely incompetent at anything and says yeah this is good i like this. <laughs>
0: yeah she's <laughs> i um, agree she's what's the opposite of sapiosexual <laughs> uh himbo sexual <laughs> yeah what was
4: the <laughs> he's definitely not himbo <laughs>
1: no because he's skinny hmm. oh yeah what was the what was the poster it was like dumbass atta- i sort of understand she's like i want someone who's sort of nice and normal even though he's trying to be a barbarian you know which is like Understandable There is a bit I just like the bit Where they go through The traps And they're all Humorous comedy Jake. Yeah traps. I took a note here <laughs> Like how Wallace
0: and Gromit designed these traps
1: Yeah where it's got Like a kick me sign um, Oh it's got like a ha- Pinned like- onto Rincewind And then a boot Comes out of the wall And um, Kanina's like Whoever made this Had a very warped mind <laughs>
4: And I just <laughs> enjoyed it a lot Oh no but then They get to the end Of the corridor And the entire ceiling Collapses down on
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I
0: think that's
4: very, <laughs> very funny. Good. I did like that. It's a good, it's a good
0: bit. Of the book. yeah, yeah, Anosh, do you guys have Wallace and Gromit?
2: We do. Okay, good. It it was airing on the Super Superette, yeah, like a children's uh, TV channel. They okay. just aired like every every weekend. They either aired a Disney movie or Land Before Our Times, or sometimes Wallace and Gromit.
0: Wallace and Gromit. I like Wallace too. and
4: Gromit. It's pretty good. It's very good.
0: (laughs) My aunt works on it. I bring that up every time it comes up, but I brought it up this time.
4: Remember when they did a CGI one with Hugh Jackman as a rat living in the cellars of London?
0: Yes. I didn't like it. (laughs) Flushed Away. It's very
4: good. (laughs) Oh, I love Flushed Away. It's
0: bad. (laughs) I know. They put all the jokes in the (laughs) advert, and then I went to see the film, and I was like, oh no, this sucks, actually, and it's not stop-motion, it's just cgi (laughs) I. Uh-huh.
4: But that not, The one with pirates punch. was quite good in some, in some in a bizarre way. I have not thought about Flashed
2: away since, <laughs> since the year it came out. I think.
1: No, no one has really.
4: <laughs> that does. Sound, it sounds like a, it's going to be included on some like left tube video essay generator, isn't it? Like yeah. the secret Marxism of flushed away. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, I, I think go. it is Marxist. Uh, yeah. Canina more says, "I'm proud to identify as more sexual. I'm attracted to dumbasses and." Dumbasses exclusively. A guy asked me what the Spanish word for tortilla was once, and now I dream of kissing him under the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> this is, that's, Canina says, um, uh,
4: Nigel. Nigel. Nigel.
0: Canina says, no one Nigel. time Nigel asked me what end you have to stab someone with a sword, and now I dream of them every night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is like, this is at least like funny, dumb, but like Nigel isn't even funny like the part where i got so mad at him when the (laughs) when the genie explained that um, oh
3: my god yeah
2: that it it works just don't think about it because that will upset the cosmic order if you try to think too hard of it and then like Mm. one minute later he starts asking questions about how exactly does this work
0: yeah and it's like we just
1: established this knowledge Calm but he's, a, he's inquisitive and likes to read books, you know, so he's to like, how oh, does it work?
4: I'd do exactly the same thing if I was holding a teapot that I was also inside of. <laughs> <But would> you- <laughs> I'd try and look inside to look at myself and then say, why aren't there now infinite versions of me? And it would explode. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm.
4: <laughs> and I'm not that dumb.
0: <laughs> I mean, but then would you continue asking about it after the person running it was like, stop asking, you'll die? Maybe
4: it depends on the depends on the mood I was in (laughs) and how how much I liked them or not (laughs) how much you like your own life like (laughs) yeah Yeah, you don't know I mean like they were were fine the the
2: thing is also George you live in real United Kingdom 2020 (laughs) is it real and not and not a fantasy land where magic is real anyway
3: Mm mm-hmm
4: but most people don't experience it from day to day. So I think like that that is still shocking even for them. But they've seen a ton of <laughs> magic already? <laughs>
1: I'm defending yeah, Nigel. I think it's
4: literally a magic carpet earlier. You're just stage. a Nigel hater. Own up and admit it. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, on, proud I'm Nigel. on Nigel's Nigel. side. Nigel's my favourite character. He's a classic <laughs> character, and I'm defending <laughs> Nigel.
4: Look, you've mildly criticised Nigel, and now now I'm going to defend Nigel to the damn hill.
1: <laughs> I would like. This
4: is my hell. I will die. <laughs>
0: Um, do during- stand Nigel? <laughs> no.
2: That would be the next, like, three-hour Left You video essay that would be, like, Nigel is a great character and here's why. And
1: here's why, yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, doesn't Nigel really represent the story as a whole? Thin and doesn't hang together? <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's bad on pur- He's a bad character on purpose. To it's a bad book on purpose to reflect <laughs> on the state of literary uh, criticism in the world and the um, means of production that we all have to suffer under.
1: I oh, it's so real. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have what's a the point thing we can discuss. Okay. There um,
0: you go. Which is that Terry, as we know doesn't like writing Rincewind because Rincewind is hard to motivate because he doesn't want Mm. to be involved. And what I want to say is that I like for this book is that he wrote Rincewind's conscience that does want (laughs) to do stuff. He's
1: like, what if the thing that, the the outside force that motivates Rincewind is just Rincewind.
0: The outside force that motivates Rincewind is an inside force. Yes. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And he he has to use it, because Rincewind is there, like, running away, and he's there, like, introspecting. And then is there, like, oh, you're not my conscience again. And his conscience is like, I'm feeling (laughs) bad, we should sort this out.
1: Yeah, and he says it's subconsciously, like, driving the flying carpet as well. Yeah. (laughs) I do like that with the flying carpet,
0: they put it the wrong way around on the ground, and so... (laughs) <laughs> and so they have to say down when they want it to go off. I think that, was that's it, that was
2: another fun. good bit. Like a... this is once again proof that Rincewind is not that not that dumb as everybody pretends he is. Because in, in that moment he was the smartest person in the room.
4: Yeah, Rincewind isn't like that's the thing. He's not dumb. He's not a coward, and he's like actually like a, a empathetic yeah. person.
1: Yeah, he's just a scrappy underdog, and I love him. He's yeah. the only
4: person mm. who's like empathetic towards coin.
1: Mm-hmm. like the only person the who are.
4: notices that he's a child all of the hugely powerful wizards just slink off yeah like, Oh, mm-hmm. what can we do
1: mm-hmm. yeah and once again this is like before when he when in like fantastic where he went to go fight um triman on the roof of the Art. he's at the top of a tower and he's like i will be the one who will try and sort it out i guess because no one else will yeah he learned from Two Flower. Mm. This is him taking on traits mm. from Two Flower, mm-hmm. I think.
2: The, and I think it's beautiful. Damn.
1: He takes
0: yeah. on the caring. It's so... Yeah. It is... Oh, I wish this had been better. Like, because... <laughs> it is... Like, you have this this whole situation with Coin and his staff that literally represents... Is actually, literally his dad. His evil dad. And the staff physically tortures him, emotionally abuses him into hurting other people... And he's 10. And he like the staff saying, like, um, oh, what's the line? Like, you know what happens to like naughty boys boys who are bad bad or whatever it is. And then having Rincewin and Coin in the dungeon dimensions or facing the dungeon dimensions, trying to like fight these people off, and Rincewin is telling him to run and he won't run, and he has to say that line that his abusive dad said to him uh kind of cuts Mm. deep (laughs) kind of really really sad actually and i wish that the rest of the book had like yeah i don't know because i I think a lot of the the coin stuff in this book is really good like
4: yeah fantastic mm -hmm. i think i I think if that had other sort of flesh to go around the bones of that core story arc Mm
0: -hmm. it
4: could be a really really good book Mm -hmm.
0: but instead we get nigel (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's important that Nigel has screen time because he's the best character
4: but isn't that a bit like life it's a metatextual comment on the fact that often we're disappointed
1: yeah no you're right
4: subscribe to my YouTube channel guys
1: (laughs) George make a left tube um
4: I have pink and purple lighting and every video is over two hours long.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's how you know it's good. When things are really long, that's when you know they're a good thing.
4: I'm gonna be really horny in a way that is off putting.
1: Uh-huh.
4: <laughs> I'm just I'm just
1: Yeah. This is yeah. this yeah. isn't directed at <laughs> <to> anyone. <laughs> um <laughs> I like to make enemies on this podcast. Um yeah, there is yeah, I just I do think that the coin stuff is really good and it is something that he comes back to again is this idea of um, a, like, controlled children who are like under the whim of adults and I think it it's really effective and I am sad that the rest of the book is sort of nothing and sort of feels like half a plot that was maybe cut from like fantastic and then it's just glued here. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of a way... I mean, it's pointless to speculate, really, but I'm trying to think of a way he could have expanded the coin plotline to have made it, like, most of the story. I guess if Rincewind had stayed in Ankh-Morpork and it had been about him trying to fight from behind the scenes in Ankh-Morpork, it could have been interesting or something. I think. Yeah, it- that's
2: the thing. Like, Just, like, leaving Ankh-Morpork, I still don't understand why that was necessary. Like, not to be like your dad about uh Mad Max. Was it your dad or Lucy's dad? <laughs> My dad. <laughs> not to be like your dad about Mad Max, but like they, <laughs> they went leave? to Alkali <laughs> came back to uh, Ankh Morpork. The characters that they that that they met in Aikali didn't affect the plot. So it's not like they mm-hmm. needed them to defeat mm-hmm. the sorcerer or whatever.
0: I think you get the, the one benefit I can see to them leaving and then coming back is a line that I did actually really like. From Well, not from Rincewind, but just like Rincewind coming back into Ankh-Morpork and then having the whole thing about like, and wizards can never go home. Because it's like, oh, yeah. you you know, mm. you're born somewhere, but you you have parents, but you can't ever have a wife or children. And then you go to university and you can never come back because you're born in the round tops in the middle of like freaking nowhere. And they don't understand you. It's that like hero's quest. You have to go into the West, which is what I mean... I'm, um, you know, quote unquote, which is what coin effectively does. But that's that's mm. like, you know, that's the only tech like thematic reason I can think of to have them leave. And instead what we get is like weird orientalism <laughs>
1: and <laughs> the introduction of Nigel. Nigel, the best character. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he's skinny. Skinny legend. He's skinny legend. Look,
4: he's on the he's on the cover. It's fine. He's yeah. a good character.
1: There is, again, I mean, there is this thing sometimes with Discord books where it feels like it is a bunch of almost disconnected books that Terry is has thought of and is now trying to create, like, connective tissue t- to, to fit them all in. Like, I, I do think it is funny to have, like, a genie who's, like, just, like, a business guy. Yeah, <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I've got other stuff to do. He's wearing, like, running shoes. And at one point, I, I highlighted this because it sounded like Terry had a specific grudge. Um... <laughs> Where he goes, sorry, people, what can I do, you fool? And the last phrase was <laughs> turned in that special voice which people use for humorous self-parody and the mistaken hope that it will make them sound less like a prat. <laughs> um, <laughs> which just sounds like Terry getting really annoyed at like a particular person or a certain type of person and just being like, I'm going to write in the scenes so I can be mean about them.
4: Can I just, unrelated to anything, I do like the joke that wizards think the sound of one hand clapping is cl- I th- I feel like he returns to that a lot. It's,
1: it's, he does. He does. Yeah. <laughs> he loves to repeat things.
4: He does repeat jokes constantly, but I think it's a good I one. I think it's a good one. I think it. about that a lot. Yeah. Um it's a Zen Cohen, isn't it? Uh
1: yeah.
4: Which I th- I don't know very much about Zen, but I think it's their questions that are meant to make art uh, make you think. Yeah, Lucy's She's gone. out. Uh-oh.
3: Oh, I know. It's probably
4: fine. Even it. even if she can't reconnect, I think we've got quite a quite a lot of good stuff actually.
2: Yeah, yeah it seems yeah. like because she her connection seems to be completely okay. Oh yeah, I was uh, gonna talk about the geese stuff.
1: Ah, uh, okay.
2: What the fuck was that?
1: What? It's his gear ass.
4: It's his, He constantly makes jokes about fucking gear.
1: <laughs> he really can't get over it. He's it, like, "This is a great
4: joke." I think it's pronounced "gas." Yes, it's I, Irish.
1: Yes, it is. You said that at least three times yeah, in the last. But episode. if it's pronounced
4: "gas," oh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, don't worry about it. It, it.
1: But it doesn't make sense if it's pronounced like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> <laughs> um but, but oh, they also totally. react in a way
2: as uh, i am talking about my geese or my gas like if he says if he says i'm if he says i have a gas then it's it makes no sense that they would react that way uh-huh. if he says i have a geese that also doesn't make sense because it's a goose and several geese <laughs> it's a
4: very dumb joke
1: it's just incredibly dumb and he <laughs> it's, which is very funny that he uses it like nine times yeah. in the book
4: and is like that, like, that is it like a thing people well. know yes? about?
1: Not really. This is where no. I learned the word, I think, was, like, it's Terry a... Pratchett books. Um, I googled
4: guess, Irish and Google said, did you mean games? It's a spell in Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, yeah. yeah. But I think it, it comes from, like, Irish literature, of like, ancient Irish literature.
1: Yeah, an obligation yeah. or prohib- prohibition magically imposed on a person. But it is because he always talks about going through the um, Brewer's Dictionary um, of Faze and Fable and then like finding oh. a concept and being like, this is great, I'm going to use this. And so sometimes that does come through in the writing where you're like, he just discovered this concept and thought it would be funny. Oh
2: my Good god, process, breaking, news. What? breaking news. Breaking news.
3: <laughs> Holy
4: what? shit. Palmer has Holy died. Holy shit,
2: Yeah, Check Shoot. the chat. Uh, friend of the show, Sarah, just sent me this.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, well, they do have trolls. Yeah, I saw discourse about this on the timeline because it was um, liked by the Terry Pratchett Twitter account. Um, okay, it, it was like this is why people are upset about the Sybil um, Ramkin stuff. i uh, making yeah. her like, okay. So let's a talk cool about this lady. for.
2: Just say to our listeners what we are looking at.
1: Okay, so it's a new picture of the the Watch Show, which was the premise of this entire podcast. So we have to talk about. Um, and it has the watch looking cool and edgy, um, and at the front, for some reason, is epic girl boss Sybil yeah. Ramkin with two axes, being super cool and hot like she is in the book.
4: Yeah, I mean she is super cool and hot in the book. Why is she holding two axes? But
1: because she she's cool and fight needs good. To she's um she's a Just Whedon character now.
2: <laughs> Why is nobody mm-hmm. smiling?
1: <laughs> because it's epic. Also-
4: why do the trolls look exactly like the rock giants from the first Hobbit movie? Okay. Is The
1: guy on the right carrot, I, he, lo- he yes. looks too small.
4: Why is carrot <laughs> looks like so Archie? Short? Yeah. Why is Carr- carrot needs to be a, at carrots. least the same size as the as the as the troll and like ripped?
1: Oh
2: mm-hmm. uh, God, what is the set design? It's bad.
1: I. It's a warehouse. This is like I. This is what I imagine our blades in the dark place kind of looks like. Yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly it looks like it looks like a Blitz in the Dark game and not like terrible it really disposs. does doesn't
1: it um
4: why is there like smoke isn't that supposed to be the watch house it's,
1: a, also, it's watch on house fire the watch house is supposed to be
4: a posh mansion
1: yeah it's like yeah.
4: fancy I, I mean I know they changed the setting yeah it's yeah like they were and I don't like this
1: there was drama about this earlier that I saw and then forgot to talk about um
2: this means that the adaptation is still happening. Yeah. And we will have to watch it, so... Uh,
1: I I was sad, because I was like, I guess this is just a book podcast. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot about the whole premise, which is that we watch The Watch. Yeah, it's the title um, of the show. I know, that's the title of the podcast. <laughs> uh, amazing.
2: This is this is just astonishingly bad. Like,
1: I this, know. Okay, so this... This, this exceeded is a... all
2: my expectations.
3: <laughs>
1: So there was a thread mm. that someone posted that was liked by the Terry Pratchett official account and also by I can't, someone else. Um, that's basically like what Pratchett did with his characters, even though it's based on types, is make them more than. Sybil, though not a physical fighter, was still a fighter, but in a different way. More importantly, she was not traditionally beautiful. She was bold. She wore worksman clothes. She was fat and she was older. She was the lady of the manor who worked in the pigsty. But she seemed to make her younger, sexier, skinnier, and Batman. The writers have... Uh, creators have the series have ruined everything about Sybil that endeared her to readers. What is not great is that the show has taken a romantic lead that was not Hollywood type and make her Hollywood type in the most horrendous way possible. Yes, she she was going to be better looking, but why both younger and skinnier? Why Batman? (laughs) Sybil was more than Vimes' match. She just didn't use axes. Which yeah.
2: Why is she like half Vimes' age?
1: Because... I guess we
2: talked about all this in the first episode. but seeing them actually next to each other, like makes it even more jarring.
4: Because if if she was uh, the same age as the actor playing Vines, she wouldn't be hot anymore to Hollywood's mm. eyes, and she has to be hot.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: God damn it. What is this it's coat just... she's wearing?
1: <laughs> and it's green. It's green.
4: It's practical fighting costume. Oh my god, I'm yeah. back.
0: I'm back. Hi, Lucy. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
4: Lucy, it's not <laughs> your fault.
0: <laughs> What's your I mean, opinion
2: on this uh, picture I just dropped? Give us a quick scream.
0: Right. So... Again, I haven't finished reading *Men at Arms*. I read about the first third. I, I um, guess there's
2: characters in this that that get introduced. at well, in, I know uh, times, but...
1: I know Vimes and Carrot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get and the, in and, the, and front. the one in the front is Lady is Lady Sybil, so you Woman, know. okay, Sybil isn't fat. Yeah, <laughs> is my
0: issue. I don't hate this though. I mean, she just mm-hmm. she just needs. Well, okay, no, I do, but she needs. She just needs to be big. Sybil's big. Her, she's described as taking up a whole room,
1: you know? Like, I guess... Yeah, and she's old and she's bald and she's cool and she doesn't... She's not a fighty lady. She's mm-hmm. just, like... I
0: think she hangs. I'm happy with her being... Uh, with them interpreting her as a fighty lady with axes. Because she's, she's can be aggressive, but in a sort of lady kind of way...
1: Like a posh lady. Yeah, but lady. she's not. I don't. I don't. I hate the axes. I hate it. Okay,
4: I hate it. So she's not. A, she's not a vigilante. Like she. Yeah, she's she not does a vigilante. occasionally like try and fight in like defense of something, but she, did, she didn't go out at night and kill people with axes.
0: No. Which yeah. is a cool
4: thing to do. Apparently, that's what all the cool people are doing now. Um
0: mm-hmm. Mostly. I
4: killed someone with an axe last week, and everyone was like, "Cool." <laughs> I think
0: my my thing is. I I didn't know she was Sybil, and I don't think she, this is a good representation of Sybil. But I can't stop looking at Archie Andrews on the right.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Archie Andrews wish... looking carrot head. Ass. I wish it was
2: it was actually Archie Riverdale who's playing him.
0: It would be better. I would love to see KJ Apa as carrot. I think this that is like knockoff
2: Archie, and then maybe uh, maybe Angua could be like Veronica. <laughs>
0: Is Angua the one on
1: the far left?
0: Yeah.
2: She also yeah. doesn't look at all no. how she's supposed to look.
1: No, Ang- No, is the one uh, second to yeah. the left.
2: She's the one with the short hair.
1: Oh. The, who's sitting on the thing. Yeah. Well, that's not what...
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: What? I don't know. I don't hate the troll. The troll's pretty
0: cool. I least I... there is
2: a troll. Like, that's already something. So they, they,
0: are, they do have some budget. But they did. We were, cause I remember being concerned that they were never going to do anything, um, yeah. like it wildly close to like swamp dragons or whatever, yeah. even though Sybil is there, because I thought, oh, their budget's going to be awful. And clearly they've spent it on some silly costume design choices. So. Mm. No, <laughs> Why but there they is have a troll, like but- NYPD Lanyards. <laughs>
2: But here's my Cops issue with uh with this troll also also which who I suppose who I assume is going to be the Tritus is the the cast list doesn't list him like the <laughs> mm-hmm. the list of the good. characters appearing in it is still like even in this article that's linked here which by the way says that the the show is going to debut in January Oh
0: uh, what so 2021 to... 2021 yeah I mean, I don't know how it would debut uh, in January this year. I think <laughs> that would be very difficult.
2: <laughs> um, COVID has delayed a lot Yeah, it, it still only lists as the characters uh, several Discworld creations, including City Watch Captain Sam Vimes, the last scion of nobility Lady Sibyl Ramkin, the naive but heroic Carrot, the mysterious Angua, and the ingenious non-binary forensic expert Chiri. Also showing up, also showing up, Paul Kaye as Inigo Skimmer, Ingrid Oliver as Dr. Cruzis, James Fleet as the Arch-Chancellor of Ancine University, and Anna Chancellor as Lord Veterinary who governs the city. No mention of detritus, so I, I, is he I just going to be mute? They,
1: they, he's, they, he's, they he's CGI'd he's gonna... this picture.
2: <laughs> like, he's got to have a, a voice actor, at least.
0: No, I think he's going the... to be, he's going to do a gruff sound and he's gonna he's gonna make the sound of rocks moving together when he talks and people are gonna treat him like chewbacca from star wars and they'll be like yes i understood what he was Mm. saying i'm putting money on that happening right now no but it is what's gonna happen (laughs) you're
2: you're you're definitely right about this
4: Detritus will be in a single episode for 10 minutes. He will walk in, being rotoscoped in. He will say, hello, I am Detritus. Trolls are in this. And then he will um, like float up to the top of the screen. It'll say, Detritus dies on the return to his home planet. God. Do you think there's going to be like
2: a cutaway scene of Nobby and Colin sitting in a bar and like, imagine if we were in the City
4: Watch, would that suck or no. what? I would personally kill the makers of this show. <laughs> I can't
1: they cut them it's i mean i know we've talked about this to death really but it's just so bizarre this is it's such a choice this is
0: extremely grimdark i love um why is carrot looks indistinguishable from any like nypd recruit who um got his hands on a crossbow and started firing
4: at people (laughs) it's just carrot's
1: supposed to be huge you know yeah Yeah, he
4: He looks like a young neo-nazi yeah he does (laughs)
1: Which is like, if he's a cop, then you know, probably.
4: <laughs> and why isn't Cherry not a dwarf?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: why is Why is Cherry tall?
1: Um, because Dwarf's no
4: tall reason. in this.
1: Cherry, I don't know. It's like bizarre. I don't get what they're trying to do here.
4: I don't know. I suppose we'll see. I just we?
0: imagine if imagine if Vimes and Sybil could be of a similar age. Could you imagine? Could you, I know.
1: Could you imagine? We were talking about that before you got on here, about how she's, like, half his age. Imagine having, like... A, no old women. Uh, yeah. Interests.
0: Imagine having a 50-plus male actor to date a woman who was also 50-plus and not, you know, 22. Like It would be, I mean... Sounds she,
4: like communism. Mm,
0: well, I mean, she looks older than 22. I'll give her that. Maybe she's in her 30s, but it's like...
1: <laughs> they reveal she's 17. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh... Sibyl's so 15 in this. Um, but like, he just, his face is so scrunched up. This is so funny. He's like, I'm gruff. I'm tough. <laughs> and I'll blow your cigar. Down. Where's his cigar? He looks like he should have one in his mouth, but he doesn't. He's making a, I have a cigar in my mouth face.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But he doesn't have
0: one. He does look his like faces. he's... He does look like he's pulling at a holster, though. Which interesting.
4: Cop have gun. Oh my god!
0: But not in Discworld, right? Bench. Like, isn't that the point? It's of literally Menos? a plot
2: point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and mm-hmm. I haven't finished it yet, but like, he looks like he's pulling at a gun. They don't have guns. That's the whole point. <laughs> and, and but I mean, Carrot has a crossbow, so like.
1: <laughs> yeah. What if What if they change the plot of the gun in this one? to um they discover <laughs> the gun and realize it's super cool and now all the cops have actually
0: gang actually gang i think they might have because if i will draw your attention back to angua what she got on her shoulder huh that's oh a pistol God, cross
2: crossbow.
1: no i think it's a it's
2: crossbow. a
0: pistol
1: it's a crossbow it's got a,
0: crossbow. It's got a, crossbow. It's got a Oh, okay i didn't see the cross was i was like that's a gun
2: the, the, she yeah, is holding it
4: top. like a pistol
1: yeah yeah, that's not how you hold a crossbow. Also, like a that, crossbow.
4: that crossbow is like drawn. That's re- quite dangerous way of holding a crossbow. <laughs>
1: yeah, Triggered a bolt's terrible.
4: gonna. F- uh-huh. the, yeah, the bolt's gonna fall out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: Depending on how the <laughs> bolt's held in, but
0: it looks. Epic. It does look. This looks so epic. Why is everything dirty? I mean, I know it's like more <laughs> I know it's like more pork and everything is dirty. But like. It's the wrong kind of well, dirt. Well, but all the men have dirt on their faces, but like, Sybil looks fresh as a daisy. I mean, Sybil was also very clearly
2: bottomed oh, into it is.
1: Yeah, that's, that was what makes it so funny is that like, <laughs> the way they're all standing oh, looks so like right. they were all like separately put in the picture. They probably. Because the are. blocking's so weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, the lighting is also, the lighting is entirely different on Cheerio's face than it is on Angua's. Uh, yeah. it comes from a different oh,
1: source
4: yeah. on
2: like, Vimes and Carrot's face. <laughs> yes. But Sybil is the one who stands out most. Like, that's, that's yeah. the most clearly put in impulse. And I still cannot get over the 2 X's thing. That's so funny.
1: <laughs> it is like a Joss Whedon thing. It's like, look. Woman- Joss Whedon character. So woman?
4: That double bit axe is going to be pretty fucking heavy. But you couldn't chop s- chop wood safely with that in one. George, hand. Like,
0: that sounds pretty misogynist of you. Are You saying women can't <laughs> have an axe?
4: No, I'm saying I couldn't. Not, not that strong. I just spent the weekend. I just spent the weekend in the woods with axes.
1: <laughs> Listen, I know I have a tattoo of two axes, but having you two got axes it last week. <laughs> I know, but I haven't. Um, but having two actors as a Sybil just isn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's coming for your brand actually now then. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, should we finish talking about fucking sorcery? I mean, I guess, yeah. I, yeah. And the thing is, cause I said Anything.
0: that, um, I said that, oh my god, what's his name? I want to say Kenji, it's not.
3: Ben- Nigel?
0: <laughs> Nigel. Why does everyone keep forgetting Nigel, the best character's name? Because, part, just because keep, his name is spelled <sighs> with a Genji J. What if Genji
2: Overwatch <laughs> was in... It, it was in Doctor I Institute. keep going
0: like, Kenji Benji, just because his name has a J in
1: it. Michel. <laughs> Michel. <laughs> what if it was Shinji Neogenesis mm-hmm. Evangelica? Okay.
0: What okay. if it was Gendry... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Gendry and Kinney. It's kinda
1: of, kinda of like Gendry Um okay, do we have any other points? Lizzie, Let, what were saying. I was
0: saying that um I called Nigel a skinny legend and then my internet immediately cut out on me, which I think was God's was hand <laughs> <laughs> Reaching down and pushing my internet uh. into a pail of water to drown
2: it. I'm, now that you said that, I'm imagining I'm imagining Nigel But it's the Wansler.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he's got a great ass, is what you're saying. He's he's singing, how bad can I be? How bad can can I possibly be? But it's about, he's a terrible character. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, no Wansler stuff. (laughs) This is collapsed. This is disintegrated. Everything is chaos.
2: I think it's time to end the episode.
1: (laughs) Okay, um... Uh, is there any more points people want to make about the book sorcery? No, that we. Finished? I
4: forgot everything no. when I saw this image. So, wow. Um, sorry, I just went on Twitter and our friend Karis has liked a, a post complaining about the uh, the watch uh, show. But th- this um, this this thread uh, claims. <laughs> Terry Pratchett besides being a writer who quite frankly should have won the Booker and Nobel before his Nobel before his death was a humanist. Like I think he's really good. Yeah. I maybe a little bit fun.
0: I will be honest. Booker Prize? Yes. Nobel yeah, Prize? But why not? Yeah. He does beat Bob Dylan though and Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize for literature a couple years ago so. Yeah, but he mm. didn't
2: even accept so. Did he not? No.
0: Okay. I
2: I think that's good.
0: The one good thing Bob Dylan is look,
2: I think I'm the biggest Dylan
4: apologist here. I just don't like, I just
0: don't like his music.
4: Why doesn't he just sing in a non-whiny voice? Exactly. Exactly. Checkmate.
1: Why doesn't he sing like the front bottoms? He does sing like like the front (laughs) bottoms.
4: First of all, no,
2: his voice is like much less bad.
1: I'm purposefully igniting controversy. You're wrong. His voice is
2: terrible. The thing is, the thing is. You can sing badly, but at least write good songs. Then, like the front bottoms do, neither.
1: <laughs> no, he washes his hair with soap. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's not talk about Bob Dylan. let <laughs> <That's, that's>, let's. <laughs> it's going to get too
0: heated. I just don't think he's like. This
1: is so stupid. No, he's great. This is great. I like the song um, by Emmy
0: I... the Great Dylan, which is about a guy who really liked Bob Dylan.
1: <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I. I forgot the luggage was in this, but like only occasionally. The luggage was horny. Was in luggage. <laughs> <laughs> The luggage was also yes,
4: horny. It was. <laughs> oh no, I really liked the bit where it like just went across the desert, like killing every single yes. mythical creature it came across.
1: <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it like finding all these sort of creatures in the desert and then immediately yeah, killing them rather than doing any sort of epic quests or anything. I can't believe we didn't like talk about
0: this and the fact that the luggage is like Sexually frustrated this entire place. Logic comes to frog. Safe power empower more like more like sexual you have power. power, sexual
3: power. <laughs>
4: I have a feeling, last recording, didn't I kept saying hundreds of tiny little <laughs> things?
1: I think you did. <laughs> no,
4: for fuck's I, sake.
1: Was that last episode or was that like a few before?
4: I don't know. I think I've definitely said that in the past.
1: You definitely have, yes. <laughs> um, but yes, I have And now you said you. it again. Thank you, George. Um, <laughs> I'm
4: so sorry. Every day I beg for death.
1: I thought it was very funny that he was like, well, "Now the luggage is horny." Why was it necessary? Thank you, Terry. But um, I thought it was funny. <laughs>
0: I didn't hate. It it gets
1: drunk. It's crust in love.
0: Um, I prefer horny luggage to Nigel or horny. Oh, of course, and or,
1: or horny Cohen. Yeah, um, but Nigel is the best. He's a classic character. <laughs> um, uh, I, yeah we really have to end this yeah. episode um, I think we're all mad now um, <laughs> as in was okay. that
4: fucking screenshot the I know it picture. broke us yeah.
1: um, this was very fun though. Yeah, um, what
4: if Nigel looked
2: like this though
1: <laughs> what if Nigel was epic <laughs> what if Nigel was in the watch TV show what
2: if Nigel had two axes <laughs> <laughs>
1: so he'd be a better barbarian if only he'd just been given two axes <laughs> It's the coolest way to be. Um, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Vimes is doing epic face. Oh. I can't... <laughs> <laughs> what if Carrot did DreamWorks face? That would be better, I think.
2: <laughs> Cause, but, like, DreamWorks face is, like, actually pretty much Terry Pratchett's aesthetic. If we're Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. I think it would be better. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of Who Watches the Watch. And you can donate to our Patreon as described in the beginning of this episode at length. If you pay one one currency, <laughs> then you you get you get access to our bonus episodes, which includes investigative reporting about ebooks and terrible internet tales, and just bitching more bitching about Amanda Palmer, if you want. Um uh, and if you get if you pay five currency <laughs> you get <laughs> <and> you get
3: <laughs>
2: you get a shout she out on just... every episode um you get to on this um, episode get... <laughs> i want to sh- sh- give a special shout out big thanks to all our patrons on the rinse stand here and those are Justin Crandell, Milk Succubus yeah. and Rise and Grind Memes for side Hustling Teens. Thank you so much for we love you. supporting us. <laughs> we yeah,
4: thanks, thanks a lot.
1: We appreciate it. You, you. you are good to us and thank you for paying money to, to us yeah. for this. Can I, <laughs> It's wild.
4: Can I announce our new tier of uh, £347.50 <laughs> a month, which is my rent. Um, <laughs> and if you, if we reach this... Um. <laughs> we, we will answer the final question: Does Amanda dead or alive?
0: <laughs> the secret third option where she's only spiritually dead.
4: Um. I have the I have the latest data from September twentieth, twenty nineteen. So.
0: Um. I think. I, I will be to enter another Patreon tip: that's eight thousand pounds a month, eight thousand currency a month for mm. us to stop. <laughs>
1: if you pay us money we will stop but only it's a lot of money it will take a lot to stop us
4: yeah and we have to be stopped monthly it's not like a <laughs> yeah, permanent okay. yeah
1: it's a subscription stopping us we could Damn, start you... at any time
4: crowdfunding for amanda palmer to so open one of those <laughs> oh my god imagine imagine if oh you put that shit
1: that's truly performance art. Though. Yeah, it, um, if if you
2: pay, if pay, you pay me 8000 dollars, I will start my most ambitious art project, which is not not saying or doing anything.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, okay, um <laughs> Okay, I am ending this. Thank like, you for listening once again. I hope you enjoyed this, and we didn't just become deranged towards the end. <laughs> stern rinse flower. We did. Stern, yeah, I,
2: I want to. I want to also say at this point, rest in peace to Rincewind, who ended up in the dungeon yeah. dimensions. We will probably never see him again. So I'm very sad. Yeah, I'm so sad Not that once. this
1: was the last Rincewind book. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. How funny would um, it have
2: been if he had just actually stopped doing any Rincewind books said that like after that, this? I
1: would've been kinda dark. <laughs> R.I.P. Rincewind. Uh RP
0: Winswind. I stand wins, wins, you. All <laughs> forever
1: Stan Ritz with um, Stan Nigel no <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes Stan Nigel that's all that remains to be said I'm stopping the recording now no. Stan Nigel Stan Nigel
1: no
4: Stan Nigel I hate
2: um, Nigel Stan about the Ni- Nigel um, strong
1: in the arm is
3: my uncle no <laughs> Nigel is my nephew no. bye oh, I Nigel no. says that's no. funny
1: been listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details